Yes, coming in hot with episode 24 of the Football Played on Paper podcast. I'm Sean and I'm joined by a man who is fresh out of lockdown and it really does show, Jobber. How are you, mate? Good. Feeling yeah. free? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's so nice. Um, did you get your postal vote in time for Trump this week? No, I took my spot in the line for 15 hours and um, voted in person. So yeah, you can guess how I voted there. Um, Yeah, look, massive week this week. Um, Obviously, Manchester United is going to be one of the talking points. But the other big thing that's happened this week is um, obviously the US elections. That's all anyone's going to talk about. But I think we can touch on that in a second. So what's the flavour of the pod this week? All right. Yeah, opening question. We've got some weekly happenings. And there's a bit bit in there, actually. It's been a um, bit of a saucy week. Um, Champions League review. Premier League preview, then on to socials. So let's do it, mate, or we won't get through it all. All right. So Trump is losing the election this week, but we don't know if he'll leave the White House. So if you could choose one person from football to move him, who would it be and why? And it can't be Chuck Blazer because he's dead and his mobility scooter is out of battery. Yeah, well, he he's definitely not leaving. Um, he's doing a uh, Wolf of Wall Street thing there. <laughs> that's, exactly how I imagine, that's exactly how I imagine it's going to go down too. <laughs> um, but to, to guide him out there and um, man mark him out of the White House, um, I've gone with um, Kante, former um, three-time Premier League champion and player of the season, N'Golo Kante. I just think he'll stay nice and tight to him there. And um, obviously, Trump will never be able to run away from him. So, yeah, Kante for me. Who you got? Yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good answer. I like that. Um, he just eased him out without creating too much of a fuss. I went the other way. I thought Roy Keane would be the man to get him out. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I thought about Andy Herrera and I thought, oh, maybe Herrera's done a job on Hazard before. But I thought if Keane gets in there, he'll get it done. Like, he'll get in there and he'll abuse him and he'll tell him about his relationship with Ferguson. And, and you know it's going to end up in 50 cups. Um, has to, has to. So, yeah, had to be Roy. I had to get him out of there quickly. So, um, look, there's been quite a bit happening this week. So, I just want to touch on one point from the election again. But um, so, Republican David Andal was elected to the House of Reps. I'm not sure if you've seen this. Um, he's actually been dead for a month from COVID 19. So, Is he? Yeah. yeah, right. yeah so, <laughs> it's only in America. Um, Gee, he's got that, got that 5G network early for him. <laughs> Yeah, that's the price of freedom. Um, so Ian Wright described Oligana Solskjaer this week as managing off the vibes. So I'm not sure what that means, but um, it's a vivid, vivid description. I don't know if it was like a drug reference or whatever, but he said he was managing off the vibes. What did you make of that? Yeah, well, <laughs> first of all, I don't know what that means, but um, second of all, I think it's probably true. So, um, judging by the results. Yeah, so um, Barcelona are struggling in the league. I don't know if you've seen this, but um, Joaquin recently said about Ronald Koeman he wouldn't even have him as the kit man, um, and Barcelona are going to keep struggling. Jeez. It's tough. That's tough, it? isn't it? I thought it was wouldn't even have him as the kit man. I think he'd do a good job. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust All shirts have been nice and pressed. And... Um, so, then, so next one is Manchester United's Twitter accidentally used the Europa League tag during the Basic Shahir game this week. I don't know if it was a sign yeah. of things to come or um, 
bit of a slip of the finger because I know people don't really use keyboards anymore, but I'm looking at mine right now and E's not that close to C. Yeah, he's copy-pasted from last year, hadn't he? <laughs> from next year's post. He's already set him up. Next year's post. Um, all right, so what's this other one you were telling me about here? This- <laughs> oh, yeah, this is my favourite. So we had this question, uh, I think, two pods ago where we thought, um, who would you want to be stuck in an elevator with anyone from football? And you weren't really happy with my answer because I went someone present, but you needed someone in the past or something like that, or dead or alive or something. Um, but anyway, um, a total of 10 PSG players were stuck in an elevator ahead of their Champions League clash with RB Leipzig this week. Ten players stuck in an elevator in the middle of a pandemic. Not the best preparation for a game, and it probably showed. I Yeah, I feel like that's why they got two red cards. I'm just so upset. And was was who was? Do you know who's pulled over from the yeah. pulled over from the elevator? Yeah, apparently Neymar went down too easy in the elevator. Um, so, do you know who the players were, or is it just just such a wide? <laughs> it was probably all of them. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose at ten, it, it is yeah. um, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Just twenty of them. They would have pushed Kayla Navas out just as a bit of a, a bit of banter. Um, all right, so <laughs> let's get into it. So Champions League was hectic this week. Start the first fixture was Borussia Mönchengladbach's six Shakhtar nil. What did you make of this one and the implications for Real Madrid and Inter? Who saw this coming? Really, basically six nil. We've seen some really big scores in the um, in the Champions League group stage, don't, don't you think? Yeah. Like this is there's no way I would have picked this, especially Shakhtar's um, like initial uh, performances as well. I thought that was a little bit. A little bit unusual. Like, yeah, I just don't see how anyone could could have seen this coming. But obviously, I, mean, I, 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 yeah, I saw it coming, but that's fine. Um, but this is the team, oh, this is the team that were up 2-0 at Real Madrid just a week ago, much in Gladbach. And then Shakhtar went and they, they like, drew nil all with Inter and they looked fairly solid. Well, and they beat, they beat Real Madrid the round before that. So, yeah, it's a bit... It's a bit unusual, I think, um, this result. really jumps out. But, yeah, so um, they go top of this group. Um, Shakhtar a second. Real Madrid finally get a win. Um, they're in third and then um, Inter last. But I think at this stage, um, I don't think that Real and Inter can have a big enough swing to get them both through the group. So I think that that's probably the headline coming out of this, this result that um, definitely one of um, either Real or Inter are going out at this stage. Yeah, about the, the game. about the swing there. Are you suggesting a recount? Um, yeah. Stop the <laughs> so, yeah, look, it, I suppose it it was very surprising. Um, but I think just the way that like, you're watching the game and it almost seems surreal. Like watching Gladbach just couldn't stop scoring. Um, and, yeah, I thought Shakhtar were like never in the game. And I think Much and Gladbach probably could have had more. So player got a hat trick. There's a comical own goal in there for good measure. But like they just kept scoring, and they like they didn't have more of the ball. But it seems like every time they went forward, they looked like they were going to score. Um, and I think this this group is most delicately poised out of all of them. And I just can't see how Real and Inter, as you said, like they, they both can't go through. I don't think from here. Yeah, agreed. I don't think they can both go through, but. Um, your point about um, like Shakhtar didn't really go into damage control at, at 4-0 um, 
a couple of those goals come in the 70th and 80th minute. So, yeah, not really in damage control at that point. I think if you're 4-0 down with sort of that much time to go, um, you're probably yeah, looking at sort of preserving um, your goal difference and, and some confidence in the players. But for some reason, they remained open and copped another two to make it six. So, Crazy. not real. So, next one is uh, Bayern Munich 6, Salzburg 2. What did you make of this one? This is too good, aren't they? They are a different level above, but mostly in this competition. I, I find it interesting how different the form is between um, most teams' league form and their Champions League form. Like a, like you look at um, Bayern, um, they were sh- sort of struggling um, behind. Um, oh, I think they were third at one point, weren't they, at Bayern? Yeah, but, um, the they've, they've got... Day. Yeah, they're top now. They've got stuff together now. but um, And they're just absolutely crushing the Champions League. So um, Lewandowski um, with a couple again. Got his pen rather early. What did you think of the pen? I was trying to think back now. Which one was it? Is that lashed into the bottom right? Yeah, he smashed it in the bottom corner. But just the um, it was like this, one of the defenders was trying to clear it. Oh, just went is, it, oh is this the Maradona turn for Thomas Muller? Yeah. Yeah, just that yeah. look clumsy. I was like really painful to watch. Yeah, it was it all, it all seemed in like slow motion, um, and he just was too slow to react. But but that that, that was just too good. Like that were different different class to to Salzburg there, weren't they? Yeah, but like so it's two all up to the seventy ninth minute, and then Jerome Boateng puts one home, and then they really just put the foot down. But they've they've got that gear, so that that's um, that Salzburg sort of. Operating on on all cylinders and holding them at two two, but you just knew that Bayern just had those extra gears. They were just cruising around in third, and once they cranked it up a few notches, yeah, really pushed away from them. So, um, yeah, they are clearly top of of their group with a perfect record so far, and look like they're going through. Yeah, Bayern Munich are unbeaten in their last fifteen away Champions League matches, and you know who that's I, incredible. You know, isn't it? Do you know? Do you know who had the? Uh, do you know who had a better record? The only club in Europe that had a better record up to yesterday was? Considering you're asking me, I would think it's Manchester United. It was Manchester United. So, moving on. Because you wouldn't ask it unless it was them. Yeah, I know. I've got a couple of stats in my back pocket that usually support the narrative that I want. So, mm, but, Real Madrid. Bayern Munich top, three games, three wins, plus nine goal difference, nine points. They're going to... They're gonna, Absolutely piss it in from here, aren't they? <laughs> that group. Mm. So Real Madrid three Inter two. What do you think of this one? Yeah, again, an interesting result and um, and a fixture that I was looking forward to. Real Madrid seemed to be cruising initially. Did you see the um, the slip for the Benzema goal? Yeah. Oh, that was Hakimi. What was he thinking? I don't know. But... <sighs> And then Benzema, he's not gonna, um, he's not gonna pass that up. So, yep, slotted that home with his left. And then um, corner come in Ramos header. Ramos's hundredth goal for Real Madrid. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Very impressive from a centre back. Um, just coming off his five hundredth game for them as well. So, um, yeah. Obviously, he just keeps adding to his narrative. Um, but then the game sort of swung from from there. So. Um, uh, Martinez and, and Perisic got 
got one back each for um, Inter to make it 2-2. And then you're just thinking, oh, at this point, is this one of these um, Real Madrid games where they just sort of peter out um, and just probably consistent with their form in the Champions League so far this season. But, um, no, Rodrigo popped up and, and got the winner and they cruised to victory 3-2. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was it was really interesting the way the game went. Cause I think Real started quite strong, obviously built up a two goal lead, and I thought they'd go on for go on with it from there. But there was like a real lull after that from them, and then Inter sort of fought their way back in, a um, couple of nice finishes. But I think the substitutions from Zizou probably changed the game. He brought on Vinicius, uh, not so much, but I thought Rodrigo came on. He just his energy and his pace. Um, just create a different, like a different proposition for for Real Madrid, um, and Inter just couldn't live with it. But it was it was an interesting game the way it swung. I wonder if Inter's age has anything to do with it. Potentially, but I mean, look at Real Madrid's team that that they had, and um, yeah, they don't look or seem any younger. I don't think. Um, potentially on the wings, they they do, um, and the substitutions they made. But yeah, I mean, the spine of their team still. Um, the core guys who have been there such a long time, Casemiro, Cruz, um, Benzema, Ramos. So into winless after three. Yeah. Looking difficult from here. Two two draws though, so they're not completely out of it, but it doesn't look good. Yeah. Look good. I, I think yeah. the best case scenario for them right now is Europa League. Like, watching Gladbach. So if, they, so if they finish third, will they get a Europa spot? They will. Or go back into the Europa? Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think of Hazard? Another quiet game from him. Yeah, he's, he's getting better. He still looks, um, I don't know how to say this politely, but um, he still looks quite unfit. He's just not quite the Eden Hazard of old. Um, and as I said, I thought Rodrigo came on and, like, changed the game. So, I, yeah, he's just not quite there yet for me. What do you think? Yeah, quite game again, and um, I, he's just not the player that they um, signed from Chelsea. I, I don't think they just can't seem to get him. Um, first of all, get him healthy, and second of all, get him fit. Um, it's sort of yeah, a two two prong problem for for them. Every time you see see him, he's looking a little podgy, um, or he's he's injured. So yeah, I think if you invest that type of money, um, they probably need to focus on him and, and get him right because, um, yeah, he can turn a game, um, but he's just been quiet since he went to um, Real Madrid. Yeah, so I think, but, I think he's, he hasn't been, like, bad. Like, he hasn't been terrible in games. Like, he was okay the other day, but I suppose we've got – he's one of those players where you, you sort of put him at such a high level that you want him to be doing something, not amazing, but fairly good every game. Um, yeah, but he, he's okay. done it to himself with his games and his form, though, hasn't he? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. But I don't want—I don't want people thinking like he was shit ass. Um, but he, he was okay. But yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let's go to um, City three, Olympiacos nil. What did you think of this? Yeah, it's pretty comfortable for City. Um, Olympiacos gave him a few challenges, but um, yeah, it was pretty much how he thought it'd go. City get maximum points. Um, Ferran Torres, I think, what's he got? Four and four now, three and three. And then Jesus and Cancelo came on to finish it. So it was was fairly tight for most of the game, but he just felt like City were always in control. Yeah, Torres has scored some goals, hasn't he? I, I didn't think he was that um, – I didn't know, sorry, he was that prolific um, on goals. Yeah. I thought he was more, 
more an assist or more the pass before um, type of play. But, yeah, he's, he's done well coming and scored some goals. And what do you think of um, Jesus' goal? One of those ones where, you know, he's he sort of um, creates half an angle and then just blasts it into the roof of the net. I love the noise it makes when it cracks against the roof of the net and rolls down like that. Yeah, he absolutely mushed that, didn't he? Like, there wasn't much to aim at. Um, he just smacked it home. But He he needs to make um, make hay. What's the saying? He needs to get his goals while um, while the big fella's out, I think, because like he he just come back from from injury and and he looks good. But I mean, he needs to get into the team, score his goals, and stamp his authority on that um, on that shirt. Otherwise, he, he's just going to lose it when Agüero comes back in. Um, but yeah, now, now's his chance, and he's um, he's ridden the bench a lot for for City. Um, but as, as I said, with Agüero being injured, now's the time to to get your goals and um, and um, keep your spot in the in the team. Yes, City looked good, um, a perfect record, three from three in the Champions League, and they are top of their group. Yeah, I still I still don't think they're quite the City of old yet, but um, yeah, I think they're, they're going to get there, and they just keep winning anyway, so it doesn't matter. So move on to the, the other one. So this is a big game. Um, Atalanta nil, Liverpool five. So I, I, uh, I'm going to going to admit straight up, I predict that Atalanta might win this one. But I'd like them to take some responsibility too um, because they just didn't learn anything throughout the entirety of this game. Um, Like they just kept pressing and kept conceding the same type of chance for 90 minutes and it was just hard to watch. What did you think? Yeah, well, I tipped Liverpool. I thought their forms really um, ticked up recently, both in the – in the Champions League and in the Premier League. So, yeah, I had them to, to win um, and they got it done. And another prediction I got right was um, bringing Jota into the team and um, dropping um, Firmino um, out of the team. So what a masterstroke that was. Um, picked it by me, hat-trick, then gets subbed off at 65 minutes. So he really could have gone on, um, to be fair to Jota, and and um, filled his boots there. Um, but, yeah... I think in the coverage I heard that, um, you know, Atalanta didn't change their game style and just kept pressing forward um, from the comms. So, yeah, and once I heard that, I was like, oh, it's just so obvious that Liverpool just going to shred them and it just kept happening and happening. And as I said, Atalanta didn't make any um, changes to that. But Mane looked super. Salah, he looked so fit and so fast. That goal where he was um, sort of through, chopped back on his left. Everyone knew he was going to do it. Couldn't really do anything about it and just really ripped it hard in the inside of his foot. Great goal. Um, he, he looks good and Liverpool look good for this weekend. We'll cover that coming up soon. Um, but uh, one thing I did note was um, they're up 5-0, Liverpool. Um, Klopp not happy with the uh, lino and walks down the touchline and starts yelling at him. Um, the referee sort of marches him back into um, into his little penalty box um, and Klopp cops a yellow at 5-0. So what do you think of that? Yeah, it just shows the um, type of bloke he is, isn't it? Like he just wants to keep his foot on the throat and just keep them improving. Um, and like I think that that goes throughout the whole team. Like you'd see the standards just don't slip. Ever uh, brought in VVD is obviously out, but Williams has come in. He's not, you know, pulling up stumps, but he's solid. He knows what he's doing. Um, just says so much about Liverpool right now. They're flying. Yeah, they're flying. Um, three games, three wins, perfect record, and they are top of their group as well. All right, so let's move on to the biggest club in England, 
and Basic Shakir 2, Manchester United 1. What did you think of this one? What are they doing? <laughs> Bad start. Yeah, they, they went behind. Man, you went behind two goals. They um, So for the first goal, it's a corner. They're sort of, Man, you were sort of in there. Um, Istanbul's um, front half and third. And I don't know whether um, Wan-Bissaka was going to be back there and he sort of got played the ball and he did a one-two and found himself forward. And then Denver Bars left on on his own, but he's in still in the half and they just clip a long ball through. Great first touch on the chest, great take and um, and a nice finish. Um, and, yeah, then they go, go on to get the second goal, a little step over, did Harry Maguire. Um, and and so they're 2-0 up, um, Istanbul at that point. But then when you know to get the goal back, I thought, right, they got the goal back. It's just before half time. Oli can get him in the sheds. They're in two-one down. They've been trash. He can make some um, changes, settle them, and, and then go on and win it. But it just didn't happen, did it? What do you think? No, no, it just didn't. It just never happening. So that, that first goal, going back into that first one. So I just can't get my head around it. Like you, you're 13 minutes into the game. What is going on? Like you're not chasing the game. Like I just, I just could not get my head around what they were thinking. And like even if Wambasaka was supposed to be back there, then why do you only have like surely you just have two on one at that stage of the game, like just to be sensible. Like why would you go one on one at last man in the twelfth minute of the game? Yeah, I'll um. Can I share a quote from Paul Scholes? Um, it's like watching under tens football. What are they doing at the back? I have no idea. It's starting to get embarrassing. But obviously, Ollie's sitting on his chair playing with his iPad at this point. He hasn't noted that. Hey, we haven't got anyone back there. And then. Well- but what about Mike more than a feeling? He's meant to be um, out there pointing that out as well, I suppose. Someone's, someone bloody should. Someone needs to take some responsibility there. But then then we proceeded to watch potentially the world's slowest foot race between Denver Bar and Nemanja Maddox. That was so hard to watch. Like I felt like one of the other players could have run around the outside and still caught up to them. It was just so slow. Um, and, yeah, and then all of a sudden you two nil down. Then Martial scores, but like it just—I don't know. I just you never felt like I know you said you felt it, but I never felt like Manchester United were going to get back on top. They just didn't look at the races. A lot of, lot of possession going nowhere. Um, Bruno Fernandez turned the ball over thirty-four times. The second goal was his pass back to Mata. He just stitched him up real bad. Brutal. Was in the air, and he just was lazy and leant back on it. Terrible pass. But I don't think that was Harry Maguire's fault in that goal. Like he, he looks like the one who's been mugged off. Um, but really, there should have been someone, like anyone, back there to help. No, I agree. Uh, Harry was tight to his man, which he should be. And um, and to be fair, his man didn't touch the ball in, in that move. It just, it just stepped over. But he was nice and tight to him. So, yeah, I don't think it was Harry. But it didn't look great um, just the way he stepped over and went rolled through his legs. But, like, <clears throat> there's two sort of narratives you can go down. You can just go down the path of, um, oh, United are in trouble, Solskjaer's in trouble, um, bad performance. Or you could just look at the table and say, well, they're still top. They're still doing just fine inside the um, Champions League, and it's just a hiccup. Yeah, but I think I think if you look at the whole picture, um, it doesn't look good. So yes, agreed. Like if they if they stay in the Champions League, um, I think he probably keeps his job as long as they're in the Champions League, unless that league form gets like doesn't improve. Like if that doesn't if the league form doesn't improve dramatically soon, um, then I think he's in a lot of trouble. 
But mm. like if we if we win, if Manchester United win the game in hand, they move up to twelfth. That's not really where Manchester United want to be. No. Um, but yeah, look, he has to he has to win. He has to stay in the Champions League, or he's going to be out of the job. Poch, as I said, Poch has moved to a one to one this week for his next job to be Manchester United. So I think the pressure's on Ollie. You, like you just can't be having performances like that at this level. Yeah, he, he started with a back four, and then at halftime he switched to um, he subbed off um, uh, Twin Zabian and put on um, he put on he put on Scotty McTominay and went to a back three. So he played a back four and a back three <laughs> for each half. Oh, so yeah, Twin Zabian was awful, like, absolutely awful. Um, all right, so look, let's let's move on. We can talk about Manchester United and their failings for weeks, but. The other, t- the other game in this group was a doozy. So a Neymar and Mbappé-less PSG one, RB2. Uh, what's going on at PSG? And can RB hold on and go through? Yeah, nice goal by Di Maria um, to open proceedings. Um, and then, yeah, from then on, it was just sort of RB just wrestling it, it back um, into their favour. So... Um, what did you think of the missed penalties? Costly, obviously. Very costly. Uh, so, Demery finishes and then um, 10 minutes later he gets a pen and misses it as well. Yeah, and I think he's also had a goal disallowed for offside. Did he have two, maybe? Oh, I think it was definitely had Definitely had one. Yeah. He had a goal disallowed for offside because he was shooting from halfway. But yeah, look, I think um, if you look at the game, it was like PSG were on top, and then as you said, Arby wrestled it back from him, and then um, Adrissa Gay got sent off. But I don't think him getting sent off was the the factor that changed the game. Like I think the game had already changed, and that was a result of Arby getting on top. So he he had a couple of clumsy challenges in midfield, but um, yeah, Arby. I think Arby were good for the win. They rode out the storm. They could have easily wilted. But, um, yeah, I think PSG could be in a bit of strife here. And if they don't make it out of the group stage, I don't think Thomas Tuchel will be in the job very long. Well, yeah, that, that's what I had on my, on my list to um, to ask you. Yeah, do you think um, Tuchel will, will keep his job? Um, so you're saying if they if they fall out, he loses his job? Probably probably before he leaves the stadium. Because um, Manchester United are on six points, Arby are on six points, PSG are on three, and um, Basic Shahir recorded that famous no, win. Great. So yeah. they play Manchester United next, uh, Basic Shahir, and then I think we have the is that correct? And then we yeah. have the we have the reverse fixture of RB. You reverse all the fixtures, and they get you go backwards from there. Yeah, but uh, RB got their goals either side of um, half time to swing the game back um, from one 0 down to um, to two one, and then then they held on, and as you say, then a couple of um, red cards come to. Uh, PSG, so that might um, hurt them in the in the coming games. Um, both two sets of yellows, so I'm not sure that the um, there's going to be too many games missed on for each of those. Kim Pembe got the second. So um, when's the next when's the next round of fixtures in this one? Two weeks off, and you go back. I think. Yeah, so they could be without Neymar, Mbappe, Kim Pembe, and Gay for that return leg. Doesn't look good, then, does it? No, it doesn't. Not look good at all for PSG. If Manchester United beat Basic Shahir and Army win that, then they're six points off qualifying with two games mm. to go. Yeah. Jeez, that'd be a hell of an upset. Oh, wow. Well, all right, so... Um, so the so last one is um, Chelsea 3, Ren 0. 
Uh, another good performance by Frank's boys. Yeah, last last three games, Frank's boys, 10 goals forward, none against. Um, fairly comfortable in this one. Rolled out the uh, rolled out the Rolls-Royce forward line of Werner, Abraham and Zaych. Um, what do you, you think of Chelsea? Pretty comfortable? Yeah, they looked pretty good, didn't they? They um, Pulisic was injured and, and Havertz had um, corona, so um, they went in with um, out both of those. But, yeah, they looked pretty comfortable. That was Mindy's old team, which is – isn't that crazy how fast that these players play against their old team? I feel as though every time someone signs for someone else the, the next game, especially in the um, – Prem um, is against the old team. But, yeah, Mendy, six clean sheets in the last seven games, only conceding one goal. Kepa's conceded 14 goals in his last six games. So of all the signings so far this season for Chelsea, and there's been a lot, <clears throat> some big names and some big money, but has Mendy been the best one of a lot? I think so. Yeah, I think just that just that clean sheet record. I think, as you said um, a couple of weeks ago, like the confidence that the keeper brings to the side, I think is just so important. Like it's not just the saves that he makes and it's just going back there, you're like, we're not going to concede an absolute howler or it's unlikely we're going to concede an absolute howler. Um, I think it just makes such a big difference to the rest of the team. Um, but the other thing that impressed me yesterday, so I had a couple of people, so I thought Timo Werner was very impressive. Um, like without sort of you know, shooting the lights out, I just thought he was solid. Um, did, can I jump in there? Um, what did you think of him taking the penalty, not... Jorginho's. Ah, you've got to let the striker take it. Just let him get on the goals. Okay. But Jorginho's got like, what, 30 straight or something, so. It's a bit, bit, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, just, it felt unusual that Jorginho was on, on the pitch, but uh, when I took them. But he took them, he took them both. The keeper almost got to both of them, um, and but he scored both of them. So, yep, sorry, keep going. And then a healthy N'Golo Kante. He's just so good. Like, he, he was so solid yesterday. Everything about his performance was solid. I had Werner was my best on and then Angalo Kante was second like he just does everything when he's playing well like he just does everything right like he doesn't do anything flashy but he just keeps doing the right things at the right times um, he, he makes good decisions and he, he plays within his ability like he doesn't try to do anything outside of his immediate ability which is why everything he does sort of comes off yeah um yeah, but no, I thought I thought he was good, and I was pleased for um, Tammy Abraham to get his goal too. Um, a nice ball in, um, and yeah, a hell of a finish. Great run by by Tammy. So I think Chelsea, if Chelsea get a point in their next fixture, I think they're pretty much through. But they're undefeated, top seven points. Um, I think them and Sevilla are going to go through pretty comfortably. Yeah, yeah, we don't have Sevilla on the running order, but I saw them turning that around um, as soon as they went behind, to be honest. But yeah, Chelsea and Sevilla through for for me, and they look pretty comfortable. So Chelsea could potentially rotate their squad for um, one of the last one or two games of the Champions League, depending on whether they want to finish top or not. All right, so that's it for the Champions League. So obviously, next what two weeks till the next round of fixtures? Ridiculous. Um, but we move on to the Premier League. So we start How off with this. We start off with a cracking game. So Brighton versus Burnley. Who do you like in this one? Just not Burnley. Oh. Is that is that can you say that? Yeah. No. Nah, um Brighton will get it done here. I mean, Burnley just got so much so much work to do. They're just a long way off. Um and yeah, I can't see them um turning anything around anytime soon. What are you thinking? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, I'm worried about Burnley as well. I just can't see how they're going to win this one. Maybe I don't know if Lampy's Lampy might be out. He was doubtful, but um, yeah, he got a knock last week, yeah. so yeah, he, he might be injured. But a Burnley just stone cold bottom, um, and don't look good. So yeah, I I don't like their chances in this one. Cause I actually don't think Brighton are too bad. Um, so I think yeah, I think they might win this one by a few. Really worried about Burnley. So then um, Southampton versus Newcastle couple of uh, Southampton in cracking form um, and Newcastle mid-table. Who do you like in this one? I, th- I think this will be a really good game, actually. I, like Both teams are sort of – they'll be um, going against a team that will be in and around their area uh, of the table. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty big fixture for, for both teams. It's, it's going to be tough to, to pick this one. I mean, Newcastle have been a little bit up and down, but I think their form has been um, rather okay. And um, – yeah, the Saints are, Saints have been um, playing really well as well. So, I, like, I'm probably going to tip a draw in this, but um, if I did have to lean to a side, I'd probably go um, probably go to Danny Ings boys and and go Southampton to to win it just based on firepower um, that they've got up front at the moment. What do you, what are you thinking? Got bad news for you, Danny Ings is out for four to six, which is I suppose better news. Than- He's done his knee. Oh, he had ice on his knee last yeah, week. Yeah, and I thought it looked much worse than four to six weeks when he went down. But, um, yeah, not good news for Danny Ings, not good news for Southampton. Um, so I think you could see Theo Walcott up top there with Shea Adams, uh, which obviously makes you feel quite confident. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think so, so Walcott couldn't play last week because he um, couldn't play against his uh, parent club. So you oh, probably will come back in. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, I think without Danny Ings, it changes things a little bit. Um, and Newcastle have been fairly solid. But I still I still think Southampton should have too much for them. Um, Saints, if Saints can win this game, they could potentially go into the top four after the weekend. Newcastle have won the last four out of five fixtures. Jeez, that's good form, isn't it? Yeah. Is this your match of the round? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Really? Um, yeah, no, I think I think Saints. So that's uh, that's actually 7 a.m. tomorrow. Um, so I actually think that's a nice way to wake up um, in that game. But I do think Saints like too much for them. So now we go to the, uh, the lesser club of Liverpool and the current lesser club of Manchester. Everton versus Manchester United, 11.30 p.m. Saturday night. Who do you like in this one? Ah. <sighs> I don't know. I probably United. I think I, I, I just back Ollie just to um, do enough. So every time he's in trouble, he seems to pull something out. Um, so I'm, I'm probably just gonna and, and just keep his job. So just do enough all the time. So so that's why I think um, they'll probably dig deep and and get a result here. But I just who knows what Manchester United team um, like turns up and plays. What are you thinking here? And, and what formation and squad is he going to pick? So quickly on the Everton front. So Hummers Rodriguez potentially back. Luca Dean back. Richarlison still out. Um, and Andre Gomez linked off, limped off last week. So they could have a couple of injury problems. But I I don't know. I It looks like like the most likely thing is for Oli to go back to what he knows um, with that three midfield um, and have Fernandez, Fred and McTominay in there just because I think that he thinks Everton are a big club. 
Um, and then I have Rashford, Martial, and um, Mason Greenwood. Yeah. Um, and then I think you'll go back to your – I think Alex Teller still has COVID, so I don't think he'll play. But if he does, if he gets over that, I think he'll play instead of Luke Shaw based on Luke Shaw's performance against Basics here. Um, but I think you'll see Wan-Bissaka, Lindelof, Maguire will probably be – like Paul Pogba I don't think started during the week, so I don't know why he couldn't start against Everton. Like just for that ball playing ability, but his form does suck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how you technically would describe it. Um, and so my next question for you um, is: This a the Wayne Rooney Derby, b the Phil Neville Derby, c the Marilyn Florini Derby, d Morgan Schneiderlin Derby, e Lukaku Derby, f Tom Cleverley Derby, j Mark Hughes Derby, K, Darren Gibson Derby, go. You've skipped Tim Howard. That's disappointing. Um, <laughs> no. and, and Zaha, I left him out oh, too. It's obviously, it was a Derby. But no, look, Manchester United need a win. Currently 15th. Everton have dropped their last two, I believe. Um, and Carlo hasn't lost three games in a row in like 14 years. So I think this is a crunch game for both majors for not near sense Everton are in trouble, but like if they want to get back into that form they had and compete in the way they were, they need to win this game. And Manchester United league form has been fairly bad and they need to start winning or else Ollie's going to lose his job. And like obviously the fans are burning effigies already as it is, so they need to turn it around. Okay, I'll take that as the Jesper Bronquist um, derby, and yeah, I'm probably going to go menu or a draw. Yeah, I think I think I think it'll be a draw. So Crystal Palace versus Leeds, tough week for Leeds. Tough week to Leeds. They're coming off a real battering to Leicester. They really got done in by Leicester. Like, um, it was a real golfing class there. Um, Who do you like? So. Yeah, like, to be honest, Leeds did play rather well. Um, I love the way they, they switch the ball. So they sort of play, try and play out from the back. Once they get it into um, the the centre-backs and, and out wide to the left or the right back, what they like to do then, instead of, like, breaking a, breaking one of the lines with a pass, they tend to switch it. And so instead of, like, busting straight through lines or, like, diagonally through lines, they just play these, like, really long um, diags across the pitch to get them up the pitch which I thought is rather interesting and it was really noticeable that um, they did that and they did just did that so often. So I think that's how they stretch teams and get their players in, in so much space. But, yeah, some really good um, really, really good ball players in there and I watch them rather closely with when I'm, I was watching the Leicester game. And, um, yeah, they, they just looked nice and sharp and, and nice and fit. I think they might have too much energy for, for Palace, but um, Leeds defence is, is a little bit leaky. Um, and I just think sometimes they're a little bit overexposed in the way that they commit forward. So, yeah, I think with the players, um, yeah, Ayu, Zaha, um, and Easy, um, I think Palace could cause some troubles, but I'm probably going to tip Leeds in this one. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I did notice that Leeds are quite exposed or were quite exposed by Leicester City um, last week. They didn't play badly, but, yeah, you've got you to gotta shore things up at the back in this league, I think, first. Um I, I think they miss Calvin Phillips a bit. Like, I think he just provides a nice balance to that team. I actually think Crystal Palace are going to win this one. Um, just based on what I saw last week, where Leeds are going to 
like obviously press high and they'll move the ball around well. But Palace don't mind that. Like Palace are happy to play within themselves, defend on top of the box and then hit you on the counter with the pace of Zaha, Iwu, Schlup, easy if he plays. Um, and I, oh, I don't know, Patrick, Patrick Bamford, I just can't make my mind up on Patrick Bamford. His finishing was a bit off last week, wasn't it? In the, in the Leicester well, game, he, he had a great chance with that header. Yeah. He, could have, he could have changed the game very early there, and I just wonder how the game would have panned out if he'd tucked it home. I think Leeds were up the other end and scored pretty quickly, didn't they? Leicester went Leicester, up the other end and Leicester, scored. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Rodrigo still has COVID for Leeds, um, so if Bamford's confidence down, yeah, but I think I think Palace are going to win this one. So just putting myself out in here. Okay, I think Leeds will do it. So it's twelfth versus thirteenth too. So a bit of a six pointer. Yeah, definitely. I don't. I, like you wouldn't think Leeds were that low because they've been pretty impressive. But they just got to start winning games again. Yeah, well, I think that's the difference with Leeds. Some of their performances um, and maybe the expectations of people are so the expectations are low, and their performances um, have been rather good, even when they've lost games. So I think if you remember, they stretched. Um, Liverpool um, quite a long way but but still lost. So I think that is a little, as you say, they're lower than what you think. I think that's because of their performances are a little bit deceiving. So everyone thinks that they did rather well but end of the day still didn't pick up any points. So Chelsea versus Sheffield United. This one could be bad, couldn't it? Yeah, like... Sheffield, what are they, 19th with with one point and, and Chelsea just absolutely flying at, at the moment. Um, so Sheffield United, not known for scoring goals. Um, they, and what have they got? They've got three goals this season um, and Chelsea now are traditionally rather tight at the back. So, yeah, it doesn't look good for Sheffield United, especially with um, all of Chelsea's uh, weapons to, to go forward. Interestingly, though, Sheffield United won their last game against Chelsea 3-0 at home. Um, but, yeah, I, I sort of see this swinging the other way, and this is probably the lock of the week, I think. What do you, what do you got? Yeah, I, I harbour genuine concerns for Sheffield United this week. Um their league form is bad. Performances haven't been great either. I just don't, yeah, I don't see where a goal is going to come from for them. And um, I think like Pulisic will be out, but I still think Chelsea have just got so much, so many options in attack. Like they're going to cause them real problems. Um, I think this could be quite one-sided. Who are you thinking Frank goes with up top? Uh, what type of combination? Tammy keep his spot. He, Tammy's normally played um, all the Champions League games, and he normally sits for um, Premier League games. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Tammy will start. I reckon he'll go with Zayich, Ferner. Havertz is still out, isn't he? So he probably won't get a Guernsey. And Pulisic is out. Maybe Tammy is a chance, and Werner plays out wide. Uh, yeah, well, that's what they did in the Champions League yeah. game, game. But um, Hudson Odoi could come in. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's got some options. Pulisic still injured. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think oh, I don't know. Now I'm sort of convincing myself that Tammy will start. Um, oh, I'm talking myself into it. I've talked myself into it now. Yeah, with the injuries. Um, yeah, I think I think Tammy should start there. Yeah, it'd be nice if Tammy starts. Yeah, I'd probably bang home a hat trick too. All right, so West Ham versus Fulham. So Fulham got some points during the week. Red hot form, Fulham, <laughs> absolutely flying in seventeenth, coming hot off a win last week. On four points, looking down at the mugs of West Brom, Sheffield, and Burnley below them. So, what are they going to do here? They're going to they're going to roll Moyes boys. 
Uh, I don't think they are, no. So they're now out of the relegation spots. Who would have thought? You didn't give them a chance. But how, like, how how bad is that bottom set of teams, probably from 15th down, really, where <laughs> you can just win <laughs> where you can just win one game and that's it. You, you, all your troubles are done. Um, you're outside the, the relegation zone. But then, to be honest, if you lose a couple, you, you're in real trouble there. Um, so, yeah, nice and tight at the bottom there, but I'm glad Fulham got their first win. Interesting to see if they do carry any type of form out of that game. Um and and go from there. I think like psychologically, winning your first game in the prem, especially if you're a newly promoted team, is a big thing. So they they let's hope they kick on from here. Um, I'm not sure if West Ham going to West Ham is the best way to, to do this, but yeah, let, let's see how they go. Yeah, I don't I don't think Fulham are going to cause um, West Ham troubles. If they do, and Manchester United lose to Everton, uh, Fulham <laughs> Fulham could go above Manchester United. Just FYI, but. Um, no, look, I think Mikel Antonio is out for West Ham, but I think they have enough depth there. Um, Sebastian Haller came in for a bit of criticism for his performance against Liverpool, but they do have um, Ben Rama and Bowen who could play up top as well. Quite handy. Yeah, Monaco sort of plays in one of those wide roles too. Yep. Um, so Fulham are missing Kamara, but Big Mitro um, hasn't scored in five games. So, again, goals are going to be hard to come by for Fulham. So, I think West Ham should just have too much quality in this one to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably West Ham, but um, I do hope that Fulham continue um, to pick up some points. I don't like to see them down there struggling so much, but at least if they're going to go down, go down with the fight. That'd be nice. Yep. So, next one, West Brom, Spurs. West Brom coming off that loss to Fulham. Spurs... A uh, bit of a mixed bag lately. Like the Europa League form has been mixed. Um, good to see Gareth back in the goals during the week. Um, just nudge him on and off that bald spot. But who do you like in this one? Um, well, I think Spurs will have too much for them. I think Spurs are pulling together um, a bit of a challenge um, for Liverpool and Leicester at the top there. Um, I just think that they are... Yes, really starting to get their stuff together. I think they because they made a lot of signings um, and Jose's rather strict in the way he picks his team and the way he, he trains and um, how he conducts himself. So I think it's taken a little bit of time for the players to bed in in that. But I think they seem rather settled now. I think Gareth getting some more minutes in his legs. Um, he'll probably play um, this morning um, or tomorrow morning um, as well to get some more game time in, in him. I'm not sure he'll start, but, yeah, I think that'll just, that'll just have too much for West Brom. Um, it could be a chance for um, Jose to sort of rotate his his team a little bit too, like if, if Kane needs to sit or something like that. Um, you probably want to get it done and then make those substitutes rather early. But, yeah, West Brom struggling down in, in 18th, um, and I just think Spurs um, into third and, and looking to push forward will be too much for them and have too much firepower. So Spurs for me, and I'm tipping um, properly multiple goals, although West Brom did win their last fixture against Spurs at the Hawthorns. Yeah, I think I think Spurs are going to smash them. <laughs> just yeah, right yeah. Out of the gate. absolutely yeah, yeah. batter them. I reckon Kane and Son are going to have a field day. I've just got no faith in their West Bromwich Albion defence. Um, it's the worst in the league, and they're behaving as such. Um, so I think I think Sun I think Sun might get a, a few, um, and I reckon Harry's going to fill his boots as well. So let's go to match of the round then. So <laughs> Leicester City Wolves. 
Buster at home here. What are you thinking? Oh, this, is, this, this could be matching the round in another week. Um, Hang on. Before you give me your tip and your thoughts, let me read you Leicester's injury list. <laughs> Sancho injured. Amate, Johnny Evans, Pereira, Castagna, Ndidi. Any first-team players injured? Um, Doesn't sound like it. Or Madison. Madison, he's just coming back, so he might be able to start this game. Depends. He's fine. Um, yeah, look, th- I think this is a very interesting fixture. Um, Leicester, I think, would start slight favourites, um, and they've only lost, like, once in the last 23 home games against Wolves. Um, but, like, I think Wolves are Wolves are a very good side as well, um, and I thought they were quite impressive last time out against who they play. Drop my memory here. Who did Wolves play? Crystal last? Palace. Crystal, they absolutely Palace, yeah. battered Crystal Palace. So I thought they're, they're coming in in fairly good form. But Leicester up to second, just quietly going about their business. Um, yeah, it's hard on a tip. I actually think I'll go for a draw in this one. Really? Okay. Yeah, what do you think? Even with Leicester's reserves all being injured. Um, yeah, I think Leicester will beat them. I just think they'll, they might be a little bit too powerful. Um, and I just think that if they can get a couple of those players back, um, especially the backs, Yonchu and Evans back together, yeah, I think that'll tighten things up and, and Leicester will get it done. Um, Leicester's game against um, Bragg just uh, kicked off and Leicester 1-0 up with the Nacho goal, I think. What sort, of so- what sort of form is Jamie Vardy in right now? Is there, is, there hard, a, is there a better player in the Premier League right now than Jamie Vardy? Just the difference he's making to Leicester. Maybe Jota, but like the difference Vardy's making right now is just ridiculous. Yeah, I, th- I think if you're talking about Premier League form, you can't put Jota in that because he is he scored the hat-trick outside of Prem. So I think if you're in the Prem looking at strikers, yeah, Vardy's the man right now, isn't he? He's just, just so ruthless. You know what he's getting every game. I think I spoke to you offline on this where – um, some of the other strikers might turn out a ten, and you just think, "Wow, how good is Bamiang?" Or, or you know, Rashford gets his um, gets his shit together for that day and, and looks amazing, or something like that. But um, Vardy just plays a nine every week; like he's just full noise. Um, his finishing is just so reliable, um, and he just scares teams and creates other other opportunities by um, sort of running behind and stretching teams for Madison and Tillman to, to play. So, yeah, Leicester look good if they can get some of those players back, um, especially at the back. In Castagna, Pereira, um, Evans, um, and Sionchu. Yeah, I think that does look stronger and stronger. He's just he's just so um, like he's so smart, but he's so effective too. Like you see his runs, like he's just he just makes short, sharp bursts and like, yeah. makes the centre back shit themselves when they're trying to pass it back or something, or like he's off the shoulder. And you saw him the other day, like he made a run, didn't work out. A couple of seconds later, he just curves back in, makes the same run, bang, he's gone goal like it, it's just so simple but so effective so who have you got here you've got a draw i've got a draw 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 okay well the last two fixes against these teams have both been draws so you could be correct there likely oh, right. well here we are let's go to the real real match of the week arsenal versus aston villa <laughs> no. who cares who cares arsenal will win that move on um <laughs> so manchester city versus liverpool who do you like in this one go. and why I like Liverpool. You like Liverpool? 
Yeah, yeah. I think Liverpool's getting it done. I just think their form is much better than um, Man City's at the moment. They seem to, yeah, have sort of a full complement um, apart from the obvious. Um, and I just think all the players seem to be better down and, and know their roles. So I think, yeah, Liverpool just seem much more settled and ready to go, whereas Man City, I think they're still ironing out a lot of the kinks um, within their in their team um, and their performances t- to get it right. So I, I just think that... They should be able to get it done against them. I just think they might be a little bit too powerful for them at the moment. But I'm not ruling, um, sorry, not ruling City out of any title challenge or anything like that at the moment. But I just think that right now, Liverpool, if you're going on form, you just can't tip past Liverpool. Um, I think Jota will start in front of Firmino. Um, I don't see how he couldn't. What are you thinking? Does he start? And what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, oh, I don't. I don't think he starts. I think know. I know. But I still think Firmino has enough runs on the board, and against City, I don't think you're going to be making a dramatic change like that. Like, oh, if anyone's brave enough to do it, it's Klopp to just go, "Yep, you've done enough." But I think against City, you, you want to go back to what you know. You want everyone to be comfortable in what they're doing. Um, and I just think Firmino's got enough runs on the board to to justify putting him in there. Um, obviously, if, I think it was any other team in the league. I think Jota would start. Okay. Um, but I just, I just think against City, he wants the team to be comfortable, calm, all those things. Um, Sergio Aguero and Fernandinho are out for City. Oh, I think, I think Fernandinho's absence is the big one for me. Like, I think Aguero's obviously amazing and does all these wonderful things. But like, you bring in Jesus and you're still bringing in a like a pretty world class striker. Um, so he's more easily replaced than Fernandinho. I don't think they have anyone who can do what Fernandinho can do for them. Um, and I just constantly, I'm sick of seeing that back four exposed and how Pep hasn't figured that out yet. Um, but yeah, I think uh, City just haven't convinced this season, have they? No, they haven't. They they rotated their squad for the last Champions League game. They, um, I don't think um, Diaz played or Garcia played. Well, sorry, Laporte played. So they played with um, Stones and, and Garcia in the the last fixture. I think Ake played as well. In, Ake in played well during the week, actually. But- yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they've got some they've got some room to, to rotate there. Um, but having said that, Liverpool um, got the job done early and did make some key substitutions, um, took off Henderson um, rather early. I think they made most of their subs in the 60-minute mark. So yeah, a lot of those players didn't play full game as well. So both scores should be fresh. We can't look back at the last game either because I don't think that's a fair indication. So City obviously beat Liverpool 4-0, but Liverpool had just had a week on the Terps and obviously coming off a massive bender. Um, yeah, and I just think the absence of Virgil van Dijk, this is the week where it's really going to be a factor, um, like mm. that leadership. Because City are going to have probably have most of the ball. De Bruyne is going to be quite clever, and I think the leadership and positioning of van Dijk is going to be really missed this week. Um Obviously, people have come in and done well. And Joel Matip could be back as well. But I think without Van Dijk next to him, he's not quite as good as when he has Van Dijk next to him. Yeah, uh, but I don't think I don't think you bring Matip back right away. Like, even if he is available, like he's the first game back coming off an, an, a long injury, do you want it to be City? Like, I think he would have need to, needed to have played a game before you go into City. I think they keep the back four as is. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to tip City. 
Okay, gee, you love getting things wrong, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, it's, it's, it's a gift and a curse. Gives, yeah. gives people something to talk about, like they just rip India because you're wrong. But um, no, I think I think City, I think City will be good enough in this one. Just that Virgil Van Dyke missing in this game. Um, even though City have been patchy, I think they can get up for this one. All right, there you go. So I'm going to pull your city. Let's see how that pans out. Um, an early morning Monday game for everyone in Australia. But let's move on to Arsenal at home to Villa. Are they going to roll on here or what's going to happen? Oh, jeez. Uh, Arsenal weren't that impressive last week in beating Manchester United. Um, Aston Villa finished the game against Southampton very impressively. Um, yeah, I th- Oh, I reckon this is a tough one to pick, actually. Um, Arsenal still haven't convinced me, even after beating United. And Villa, very strong start to the season, but have sort of dropped off in the last couple of weeks. This is eighth versus ninth. So I think I think Arsenal have too much for them. I think they'll get it done. What do you think? Yeah, I think Arsenal have too much for them. Um, I'd... I just think Arteta will have them um, purring, especially at home. I think Villa. I think they started well, but I think this might. Um, I think this might be a step too far, and I think this is where you'll see them sort of drift um, from their early form, um, and they'll start to slide back to to mid table, which is closer to where I think they will actually land. Any, ch- um, any chance Vinozzi will start? <laughs> uh, th- that's your answer there, isn't it? Me. Having a laugh, so, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just sitting behind. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm probably tipping um, Arsenal. I think this is a, a good fixture to um, to get them back um, back up the table. So, I, like if they're if they're ninth and and Villa are eighth, if they if they beat Villa, they go ahead, um, move on to to fifteen points. They're both locked in at twelve points. So yeah, they could jump jump up a couple of spots here. So. Yeah, I think a really interesting fixture, um, especially if it's at Arsenal. I just don't think you can go past them, and I think Arteta will get it done. Yeah, so Arsenal are currently 1-0 down at um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's former club, Mulder. So I, I don't know if you can read anything into their form, but that doesn't look good. Gee, they might have to bring Ollie back then, don't you think? Yeah, apparently they've been making um, eyes at him, see if they can get him back on board. Yeah, okay. And, I um, hope so. and Leicester's still 1-0 up against um, Braga as well at the time of recording. All so. right. So, look, if you want to get in touch with us, um, it's footballplayedonpaper at gmail.com. Facebook is footballplayedonpaper. Instagram is at footballonpaper. Twitter at footballonpods. Um, and do give us a five-star review. So that's it. <laughs> That's it. Big, big week. And, um, oh, you didn't give me your match of the week. You got your um, match of the week? Oh, my, my match of the week this week um, is definitely City, City versus Liverpool. Um, and is anyone getting fired this week? <laughs> um, is anyone getting fired this week? Maybe Ronald Koeman. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. If it goes badly for United, <laughs> what happens is basically my question. Um, if it goes badly for United, does Ollie get sacked? I think I think now, like, they've got to pull the trigger now. I think if he loses, oh no, they won't lo- they won't fire him for losing to Everton. And the, as you as said, oh shit, this is too hard. Um, if it was me and he lost to Everton, yes, I'd fire him, but I would have fired okay. him weeks ago. Um, 
But I don't think anyone's getting fired this week. Unless right. there's um, gross misconduct or something. <laughs> Ryan Giggs type incident. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Jeez. Um, all right, so just before we go, actually, we've got um, Roger's multi. Um, he, he's, Roger just flicked me a multi. Um, so, ready? Pens out, all sports bet apps out. Southampton to beat Newcastle. Good. I like that. Chelsea to beat Sheffield United. That's the banker, I think, there. Um, Spurs to beat West Brom, also a bit of a banker. Should be pretty safe. Then he's got that going into Man City versus Liverpool draw. Draw. Ten units he tips on this. <laughs> so that's units being a unit of currency. Yeah, unit of currency, whatever your currency is, whether that's um, Juan or um, Dong or dollars or yen. I'll chuck I'll chuck my um, RMBs at it. Yeah, right. I don't know about that last one. That'll be interesting to see. And look, because Very it's good. because it's on the pod, you're now accountable for it as well. So get ready for the, the haters and the online bullies and trolls. <laughs> 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 all right, man. See you guys. All right. All right.